Today is Thursday, December 15th, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spalding. On today's episode, with NKU out, what happens next for Northern Kentucky's charter school? Local author and historian hosts book signing and bourbon tasting. Southgate schools withdraw nickel tax. City suggests residents let your voice be heard. And NKU launches Newport History Walk app. The Link Daily Headlines podcast is sponsored by CBG Airport. CBG Airport has been serving the community for 75 years. And to celebrate this special milestone, the airport is inspiring travel once again with a year-long Travel Dreams sweepstakes. Every month, one lucky winner is chosen to receive an airfare voucher with one of CBG's many airline partners to help make their travel dreams come true. You can learn more about CBG's 50-plus nonstop destinations and enter for a chance to win at cbgairport.com cbg75. With NKU out, what happens next for Northern Kentucky's Charter School? Reported on by Mark Payne. Outside Student Union Room 107A at Northern Kentucky University on Tuesday, public educators from around the region spoke animately in groups after NKU's Board of Regents declined to vote on whether it would become an authorizer for the region's impending charter school. Authorizers are the institutions that can approve, deny, or oversee charter schools. The scene after the meeting contrasted with the absolute silence moments before when board chair Rich Bone requested a motion to vote on the resolution to become the authorizer. After repeating the call three times for a motion and no regent coming forward, the board declined to come to a vote. By declining to call a vote, the university effectively declined to be the authorizer. Before calling the motion, Bone gave his opinion before opening up the floor to comments from NKU's regents. No one else spoke. There are a number of issues there that will make it enormously difficult, in my opinion, for the university to be a successful authorizer, Bone said. And we're certainly not interested in overseeing any failure, most importantly, the failure of a potential school. The concerns Bone outlined include a lack of startup funding available to the authorizer, which would place NKU in an interesting position due to its recent budget issues and dismissal of President Ashish Vaidya. He also cited the aggressive timeline for approving the strategy, operator, and opening of the school, the cost of legal challenges to the charter school's long-term funding strategy, and the financial viability of a small-scale charter school's operation, among others. So, just a lot of little nuts and bolts that maybe weren't quite thought of when they put the deal together that, for us, we thought just made it unworkable, Bone said. When House Bill 9, which created a funding mechanism for charter schools in Kentucky and created the state's pilot school charter program, first appeared in the legislature in March, representatives from NKU said they didn't know anything about their inclusion in the bill. NKU was not consulted about being included as a potential charter school authorizer prior to our inclusion in HB 9, a statement from NKU said at the time. Furthermore, we have not had the opportunity to fully understand what's in the bill. In speaking at Tuesday's special meeting, Bone reiterated that NKU didn't have a chance to work with the legislators on the bill, whose main sponsor is Representative Chad McCoy, an outgoing Republican legislator from Bardstown. Representative Lynn Belcher, a Republican from Hopkins, is the second sponsor of the bill. 
Three Northern Kentucky representatives also co-sponsored the bill. Adam Koenig from Erlanger, Sal Santoro from Union, and Kim Moser of Taylor Mill. It was put together without any input from the Board of Regents or University, Bowen said. We didn't play any role at all in drafting the legislation, and unfortunately, we did not have an opportunity to work with the sponsors on some of the language. Bone said he isn't sure if legislators were to rework the law in the upcoming legislative session that things would necessarily change for NKU. The responsibility for the authorizer will now fall on local school districts. Local school boards will be required to put forward two members from each local board of a district located in a county that contains four or more local school districts. Local author and historian hosts book signing and bourbon tasting. Reported on by Joe Simon. Ronald Wolford Blair's great-great-uncle was a colonel in the Civil War. The Lexington native's ancestor, Colonel Frank Lane Wolford, led more than 300 battles in the Civil War and was rivals with Confederate raider John Hunt Morgan. When Wolford captured Morgan during the war after a 1,000-mile chase, he offered Morgan and his team some bourbon and chicken and dumplings for dinner, items he knew they were fond of, his recent book describes. Blair's book, called Wild Wolf, after his great-great-uncle's nickname, also shares a name with Kentucky Wild Wolf Bourbon Whiskey. A celebration of both the book and the bourbon went down at the Party Source Monday, where patrons could get a signed copy of Blair's book and taste the whiskey in one fell swoop. Southgate Schools withdraws nickel tax. City suggests residents let your voices be heard. Reported on by Haley Parnell. In November, Southgate Independent School Superintendent Greg Duty reported to the Southgate City Council that the school board had passed a recallable nickel tax. But that request has been withdrawn, according to a Tuesday Facebook post from the City of Southgate. Southgate Independent School has notified the city and city council that they withdrew their request to add a nickel tax for this year, said the Facebook post. It will be added next year. In a comment left under the post, the city reminded residents that they are not involved in setting tax rates for the school. I would suggest that you go to the school board meetings and let your voices be heard, the city's comment stated. The school board initially sought the tax of $0.057 cents per $100 or $57 for every $100,000 in property evaluation to be eligible for urgent need money from the state. That would increase their bonding capacity from $800,000 to $2.1 million. NKU launches Newport History Walk app, reported on by Link NKY staff. Northern Kentucky University has launched Newport History Walk, a new app that takes users on a six-stop self-guided tour of the River City's history. Users can listen to a short podcast at each stop about the historic site. The tour includes stops at the following historical sites, the Southgate Street School, the Taylor Mansion and Mansion Hill, former 4th Street School location, John T. Thompson House, Newport Flood Wall and the Flood of 1937, and the former Newport Barracks at General James Taylor Park on the Ohio River Front. The Newport History Walk app takes about an hour to complete and can be done all at once or broken up into phases. Those interested can download the app from the iPhone or Android app stores. And those are the headlines we are following for Thursday, December 15th, 2022. 
This is the final week of publication for the Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast. We will be signing off after our Friday, December 16th publication. Link NKY is using this time at the end of the year to retool some of our publications and come back in 2023 with more news for you in the formats you want. So thank you to the listeners who've supported this podcast. I am grateful to have shared this space with you. And remember, for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening around Northern Kentucky, visit linknky.com. And a happy birthday to my oldest daughter, Evelyn, who turns 12 today.